This is Carmel Baron. You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. The enthusiasm off Carmel Bear radiates through all of us. What's going on, everybody? It is September 7th, 2021. This is podcast episode number 78. Uh, I don't even remember what number it is for this season four so far. It's not that important. But before we even get to the Walters intro, I have to let everyone know that today's show is brought to you by Carmel Bear. The entire show is sponsored by Carmel Bear, and he's doing that in uh, Brendan Fraser's name. So I feel like that deserves a happy intro out of Walters. So, Walters, let's... uh, Let's be happy. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by, almost always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them two folks out there listening live. Look at them, so cute. Oh, three now. Hi. I said it. I think hi, three folks. Your presence, now I'm nervous. Your presence Stage made fright. Hammer appear. Like He just came out of nowhere, right as I said, too. He's like, no, 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 au contraire. And, um, and I'm, I'm willing to... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the uh, Josh Mitchell seal of approval on his meme of the week being the meme of the week of the year. Already? All right. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, so you can leave us voicemails or emails respectively. Um, and then our new Discord community, which if you're listening live right now, you're obviously in, is where you can interact with us the best and the most. Uh, Josh and I are in there pretty regularly, and so are uh, some others. You'll also find some pretty cool stuff at HiddenOaksOverdose.com, which Josh has uh, been beautifully crafting this past year or so. Segment start times are down in the description below. Um, they now are accurate on YouTube as well because I'm just uploading the raw audio with a picture background and not video. So segment start times should be accurate everywhere you listen to the pod. And uh, even though Carmel Bear is separately sponsoring the show, I still feel like I am eternally obligated to give a free little plug to at Levi Ogi Illustration for the beautiful branding he has provided us uh, throughout our existence as well. Josh, how are we doing today, fam? Good. I'm uh, just typing up a message to Mr. Audio Al himself. Um, got a little bit of um, background stuff going on um, in the Victorious Secret League, um, and I can I'll, I'll update you in the in the post pod pod. Um, ba- background, yeah, how are you doing, background stuff sounds like drama, Josh. Is there drama? Is there dissension? No, Is there con- absolutely controversy? Not. I think they're trying to replace their official podcast hosts and they're trying to branch out to somebody with a little bit more experience. And yeah, so that's kind of so how they're tar- I feel they're this targeting you to going. take over their pod as well. Is that, is that what I'm reading between the lines? They're, they're definitely, if that's the case, they're definitely barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> um, I'm not even a sapling when it comes to my overall intention for a podcast, but hey, teach their own. How are you, Gar? You know what? I'm doing great. A uh, little update. I did end up seeing Shang-Chi over the weekend. I absolutely loved it. Go see Shang-Chi in theaters. It's a really, really good movie. Um, I, it's, uh, it's, it's, separ- it's separate enough from Marvel that you don't need to have seen all the other movies before, but at the same time, like if you're a Marvel fan, there's no way you won't like Shang-Chi. So either way, there's, there's not a good reason to not see it, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So I would definitely recommend everyone go see uh, the new Shang-Chi movie. 
Um, but yeah, my weekend was good. Labor Day got my last couple fantasy drafts in. I may have one more tomorrow, uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I'm not holding my breath on that one. Um, what about you, Josh? You uh, all your fantasy drafts done? You got any remaining? Football starts on Thursday. Yeah, so I hope I don't have any left because if I do, I forgot them. Oh um, no. So yeah, I mean it's all right. Some of the scrubs that play in these leagues, I could auto draft and still win. But uh, nah, either way, I'm 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 done. And you feel you feel good about your teams going into the year? Maybe. Okay. So much mystery, I guess. Uh, maybe we'll find out a little bit later. Uh, but we can go yep. ahead and keep rolling here. One more time, I'll mention, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but one more time, I'll let everyone know that today's show is brought to you by Carmel Bear. He has sponsored the whole show, and he has done so in uh, Brendan Fraser's name. But we're going to go ahead. <coughs> oh, my God. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move into the Fantasty Zone to keep us flying. The Fantasty Zone is brought to us by Skybusters, Josh. So there's so many sponsors around. We are literally, Josh and I are looking at mansions right now now on zillow and uh well with all this money we're making we're like that's gonna be our our forever home together soon um so uh we appreciate skybusters for bringing us the fantasy zone josh do you have any food sponsors today i have a nana aka we're talking we're talking chiquita we talking oh uh, we're talking chiquita spider free um, and then I also have a Spindrift um, static water um, and real squeezed fruit. Wow. Do I you... think it's funny because on their uh, on the box, it says it contains 7% juice, and then it has the nutrition facts, and then underneath it says, and that's it. So just I always se- read it just, as... Just 7% <laughs> juice, and that's it, huh? <laughs> That's how I read it, and I get a little chuckle every time. Oh, man. Okay. No audio, Al. You to man. (laughs) Okay, excellent. Um, So, yeah, I've got got Artie Palmer. I already cracked it, though, so I can't get the good crack. I'll try and get a slurp in here, but with the noise suppression, I doubt it. Thank you, Arnie Palmer. Oh, that was definitely, definitely muddy waters you just stepped in. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Could have been. And then uh, because Carmel Bear decided to sponsor the whole show, he also gets a snack featured, which is an option if you sponsor the whole show. Carmel Bear would like to feature Brendan Fraser as as a snack today. So that is our last snack of the day brought to us by, again, Carmel Bear. Josh, I've asked you to open up the Gmail inbox, uh, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. You've got mail. We've got an email from Brian. Why don't you go ahead and read that bad boy? Hi, guys. Here are my predictions for fantasy. In the redraft league, I think it's going to be super competitive. The only teams I don't think highly of are Alan Parsons, Shoe Slinger, Dumpster Fire, and TBD. I don't really like Josh's team, but he works waivers well and will be in it. So here are the predictions. Final four. Skybusters, Catch-22, Lambeau Fields, and DK Racing. Catch-22 dumps Lambeau for the ship. In Dynasty, Turbo, Ty Law, Krispy Kreme's only okay, and Carrot are your final four. Turbo wins over Krispy Kreme's only okay, so Josh cashes in twice but no trophy, and Guard does the grum just to stay involved. Love the grum, Brian. Brian? So, Guard, um... Go ahead. It's going to be hard for you to get a tan under all that shade that just got tossed your way. I mean, Brian can hate all he wants. I'm doing what's best for my team and my organization. If that means selling off all my assets and just hoping and praying that Josh doesn't win back-to-back while I rebuild an 
epic dynasty, then that's what it's going to take. I'm not going to sit here and be a middle-of-the-road team like I'm watching the Vikings do before my eyes in real life. Everyone literally hates it. Everyone wishes real football teams would take. I'm tanking. Go tuck yourself in, Brian. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Can I end the show right now? That feels like a good walk-off line for sure. Yeah, no, mic drop. Never come back. Uh, but no, so thank you, Brian, for reaching out. We appreciate that. Um, we are going to move in. So Carl, I've mentioned it many times. Carl Bear sponsored the show. And he uh, not that you can't ask us questions for free on the Fantasism, but we will take extra time and care to answer your questions when you uh, pay for them, either with Tree Fitty for a question itself or uh, sponsoring the whole show. So don't forget, uh, go into the Discord. If you go under the channel, under the home base tab, sponsor the show. There's all the different opportunities there for different levels of sponsorship. And uh, get yourself featured on the show. Speaking of, uh, Josh, I feel like this question will be better uh, understood if you read it than if I read it, because I think you just sound smarter than I do. Can you go ahead and read uh, Carl Bear's question written in the notes there? I mean, do you need to be smart to be able to read this? I mean, uh, I, th- I think you need to sound smart for it to be read. Does that make more sense? All right, can I go get my glasses first? Yeah, go ahead. We've got time. I think the worst part is he actually did go to get his glasses, and now I have to sit here and stall. And this is just, uh... God damn it! I mean, it's just unfortunate. Are you you there, Josh? Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Oh, hi, buddy. Um, When everybody is around and we're throwing for long bombs away... How do we come to n- around to know, man, this really is what it's for? Can you read the question one more time for my small brain? Yeah. Do you want me to give you the uh, cliff notes or like the translation? Uh, sure. When people is here and we chuck bombs there, how, how do we see no man? What is it all for? I mean, this is like, I feel like this is, I don't, I don't know how to answer this. I mean, when everybody is around and we're throwing for long bombs away, how do we come around to know, man, this is really, this really is what it's for. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd rather self-combust right now that are short circuits. It's one of those uh, rhomboidal questions, you know, you know, the questions that are asked that never get uh, answers. Rhetorical. I thought, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, Carmel Bear, I'd love to answer your question. I have no, I know, I have no idea. All I know is that when everyone is around and we're throwing for long bombs away, I know, um, this is really what it's for when I feel warmness on the inside. That's what it's all about for me. How about you, Josh? Yes. <laughs> uh, he said that question was actually my dying grandpa's last words. <laughs> trying to get closure. Oh, I feel so much pressure now. We have to move on. I'm sorry, Carl. We can't. Your, your dead grandpa's dead. Okay, we're just going to have to keep rolling here. Josh, there was a poll last week in the Discord. Uh, uh, it was about Max Jones, if I recall correctly. Do you remember the results of the poll? Um, I think a lot of people felt that he'd be more a waiver wire. Um, but... Uh, I, I haven't checked it since then. I'm actually trying to type up the next poll so I can get that open to the people. Um, but it, so did you want to go on to the memes? <laughs> sure. We can move on to the memes. You want to ignore that whole second bullet point with the heated no, mix we'll and debate? We'll get back to that. Okay. So you, you, I mean, you've already declared hammer the meme winner. Do you want to talk about some runner-ups then? 
Well, you know, see, the reason I asked you to go over the memes is so I could actually type up the question. Oh, okay. Well, I would love, Josh, because uh, I'm so good at picking up on things, I'd love to talk about some more memes. So uh, there's a one about Patrick Mahomes not being worth a first-round pick. That was very topical between Titan and I. I really like this Carmel Bear submission about uh, <laughs> the Dallas uh, Cowboy cheerleaders unveiling their new uniforms. Very topical with the uh, the new uh, <laughs> new heartbeat law that went into effect there. Obviously, a lot of controversy. Uh, Eric's really bringing it home with saying, uh, with Michael Scott's happy face, realizing today or on Sunday was the last Sunday without NFL football until February 20th, 2022. Josh, there's, you know how much football that is between now and February? That's a lot of F and football, my bro. It is. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's also Thursdays in there, a couple Saturdays. I don't know if you know that Monday night football still exists. Uh, we get a Nick-sponsored um, MVP again, so Mitch Trubisky may be the he may be the two-time MVP. Someone's got to be the two-time MVP, Josh, and it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. I can tell you that. Um, oh no, no chance! I could definitely He's just slime. I'm still stalling, but I could hear you feverishly typing. Uh, you could probably talk about this in your sleep, Josh. The last meme we'll talk about before uh, crowning Hammer the winner, Randy Reed. You want to? You were very passionate about this. Randy Reed. Yeah, for those of you who didn't see, it's a video of Andy and his long-lost twin brother, Randy Reed. Um, And just all the hijinks that they get. Um, Two years ago, Randy Reed was able to visit the Chiefs training camp, and we all know how that ended. He led them to a Super Bowl. Uh, A lot of his preseason pep talks are what the players contributed to their massive success during the season. I believe it was all they could talk about in the post-Super Bowl victory parade. And, And what did the Chiefs' ownership do? They didn't give Randy a ring. So Randy came back two years later, fuming, clearly still on the cheeseburger diet. And uh, he's asking for a ring. His career has changed from motivational speaker for the Kansas City Chiefs into a drone salesman, and he knows his stuff. Um, So, you know, the video is filled with him flying drones around, letting management know he's not going to give any pep talks until he gets his ring from two years back. So, Josh, I know you were you were very accurately saying that he is a drone salesman. I feel like you left out the most important part, and that is that he is also a jet ski salesman. I feel like that's cooler than selling drones. Yeah, but he didn't fly anything around on a jet ski. <laughs> that's <coughs> that's true. Not in the video, at least. All right, we'll finally go into Hammer. Hammer won. He had five emoji reactions to his uh, his meme. So this is more in reference to the bonus pod than the regular pod last week because uh, we used Walter's expert analysis in the bonus pod, uh, which you can, uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash subscribe for five bucks a month, you can subscribe. And uh, since you're all rich and you have discretionary income, you can just set it and forget it once you sign up. But um, so yeah, <laughs> let's just say Walter's had very consistent and very strong opinions. So we got the... Uh, the Vince McMahon meme here. First and second picks are running backs. Vince McMahon's, or AKA Walters, is a little impressed here. Then McMahon's starting to get a little more impressed when you've got six running backs on your roster. And then when you've only got one quarterback and one tight end, Vince McMahon just had the biggest orgasm of his life. He is literally uh, blowing a Honolulu Wonder Cooler all over that uh, all over that room he's sitting in, and uh, all the fans are happier for it. So, Hammer, you have officially won the meme of the week, and that might be the meme of the year. I doubt uh, many more people are going to come with a great game as strong as that and as relevant to the podcast specifically as that. So you did a really good job. Hammer. Josh, are you finally done with your poll? This show's got to keep sure moving. Am. 
What do you got? What's the poll for this week? Well, this poll actually ties into what happened with the Mixon debate in Discord, and I'm asking which running back finishes with the most points on the season? A, Najee Harris, B, Joe Mixon, C, James Robinson, D, David Montgomery, or E, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so if you're in the Discord, we made it. We hopped in and put Joe Mixon because we had one vote. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and guess it was Jack. Um, It was uh, Carmel Bear. Oh, it was? Carmel Bear's just here to fucking stir the pot. And that's Audio Al. So we're live polling here. We won't do this, but uh, yeah. So, Josh, I think that's a really good poll. And like I was trying to say, we've got a new channel in there. I deleted the Fantasy Fun Time because I didn't think that channel was going to get a lot of action. We put Josh's massive poll instead. So you can't type messages in there. The poll can't get buried. You can't miss the poll. It'll be right there waiting for you every week. And Josh, we do need to keep moving here. We've wasted a lot of time here at the beginning of the pod, um, but this is going to be a shorter one today anyways. But do you, since these other people can't talk right now, uh, do you want to have the last line, the mic drop moment in this Joe Mixon debate? Well, I mean, Joe Mixon, has he ever been called a uh, league winner like James Robinson? Didn't think so. Wasn't the best walk-off, but hey, it's true. It's not bad, Josh. It's not bad. Okay, well, let's keep moving then. Uh, again, the Fantasy Zone was brought to us by Skybusters, so we appreciate Skybusters for uh, bringing us that segment. Josh, we're moving into the Fantasy Fun Time, and uh, this is a fan favorite segment. I think it's also a host favorite segment. We talk about how good we are at fantasy. We get to stroke ourselves. We get to give people a little advice. Uh, we get to give our insights for free when we're now charging people for stuff. So, uh, Josh, um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about how I performed in fantasy last year because I'm guessing you don't have that open for our opening grain of salt. Um, and then I'll, uh, I'll be giving you a chance to get that open. Or are you already ready to go? Have you surprised me? I got it. Oh, okay, Josh. Well, let's talk about how you did in fantasy last year and why people should listen to you and uh, why they should care about what you have to say. Well, I mean, I think the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, in the one, two, three, six different leagues, five leagues, one guillotine, I got uh, three one seeds and a two seed going in the playoffs. Finish with uh, two second place finishes, a third place finish, a first place finish, and a guillotine championship. Had an overall win loss percentage of 73 percent i went 57 and 21 on the season how you doing you're feeling pretty good about yourself is that what you're telling me yeah that's why i drafted blindfolded this year and uh i'm sorry i was only half listing myself uh how many championships was it just the one two two, two if you count the gay team oh well, of course it counts you were playing against eight you know 17 other teams my season last year was not so hot. If I played every team in every league um, all year long, I would have gone 370-371. That's obviously a sub-500 win percentage, just at 49.93% of my games were wins against everyone, so I did not have a great year last year. I did get a championship, though. Mopped the floor with uh, my boss in his work league. I uh, conservatively joined the league uh, just to not, you know stir the pot with my boss and to make him happy i joined the league and then i end up taking all their money so suck at nerds uh, yeah, i do yeah. want to say that one of the uh one of the, one of the better pieces of this one of the more successful things during the fantasy season was i um ha- i was able to befriend someone named caramel bear it's actually my greatest accomplishment in life because he is such a great human being i hope that helps caramel is that uh stop rattling your accomplishments my fiance is listening to this podcast oh boy yeah. erica you are 
you're in for a rough time. Josh, let's keep moving right along here. We have picked some season-long studs and duds. And for those who don't remember, studs and duds, specifically on the Hidden Oaks podcast, are people who overperform or underperform their projections. So we all agree, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook are studs. But the likelihood of them overperforming uh, what they're projected to do every week is unlikely. So we take... Uh, people who we think we're going to overperform what the projected end column studs and then duds is more self-explanatory josh we do a stud and dud at every position uh well every offensive position so why don't you go ahead and uh just start talking about some studs or some duds who do you want to start with what position what player um yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and start with my stud prediction i have mac jones the new starting quarterback for the new england patriots only projected 287. I feel like um, he's going to do better than that, um, even though it is a higher number. Uh, I guess, why do you think he's going to do higher? Feel free to give a little bit of insight. I know well, you don't I just give every secret he away, the, but... He, I mean, he has that the, the physical attributes one looks for in a quarterback. What, the gross post pre-draft picture like Tom Brady has? Exactly. Smoking the cigar, just hanging out, living free, living easy? He's got Pasty, clammy skin nobody wants to sack. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. That's, uh, <laughs> that's something else, Josh. All right, I'll go ahead and I'll go with my stud QB then. Um, I really, really, really wanted to pick Jameis Winston, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I went with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's a quarterback who's only projected 262.8 points in our uh, league of record on ESPN. And I just don't think that's enough. I think Sam Darnold's going to surprise a lot of people. He's not going to be throwing, you know, Mahomes-esque bombs while scrambling around for 17 yards, spinning in circles and this and that. But I think Sam Darnold's going to be efficient. I think he's going to be efficient between 0 and 15 yards, hitting underneath a lot, hitting checkdowns. But, uh, you know, CMC and others are going to break plays and Sam Darnold's going to be the beneficiary of such thing in fantasy. So I think Sam Darnold will be, I think he's going to sneak into the QB1 conversation this year. Assuming it's a 12-person league. Dang. Yeah. Um, so moving on to running backs, once I get the sheet back up, I went on with Ramon Dadaire Stevenson. Didn't want to try and pronounce his last name correctly, so I typed it incorrectly. Um, <laughs> I had in there Kylan Hill, but I felt like that was a cheap pick because all it would take is a touchdown and a, a, a basically yeah, he was catch 60 yards like and 20, a touchdown. 28 <laughs> points or something for the whole season. So I, I, I upped the ante to Ramondre Stevenson, who's projected 72.3 points. Okay. Okay. And uh, you just, just really like him? Well, he's going to be the RB2 in a Bill Belichick offense that uh, doesn't necessarily have um, too much you know, skin in the game when it comes to running backs. Damian Harris is there, but... Stevenson had that great um, preseason, so I'm sure he's going to get his due. Um, and yeah. All right, sweet. I've got, uh, I let the record show. I know news broke very recently that uh, Latavius Murray has been cut, but even before that news was announced, I picked Tony Jones Jr., running back out of New Orleans, as my stud running back for the year. He's only projected 52.4 points. Now that Latavius Murray has been cut, he's the RB2, so I mean, he is going to be, like, I'm sure his projection numbers have already been fixed, but I got the bet in at the 52.4, so that's what I'm sticking with. And uh, Alvin Kamara cannot be ran to the ground. He's not inhuman he can do really great things from week to week but to expect him to get six touchdowns and 200 yards a game for a 17 game season impossible tony jones will be the main beneficiary of that and i think tony jones is someone who's in a lot of on a lot of waiver wires 
And especially with the the news of uh, Latavius Murray getting cut today, if your running backs are uh, not very deep, I'd go uh, I'd go uh, drop someone else for Tony Jones right now, literally right now. That's free fantasy advice. You're welcome, Josh. Monte Adams. I'll see you later. <laughs> who do you got for a receiver uh, stud this year? Um, I went with somebody who I think I had last year as well. I did, I was trying to pull up the sheet to find out, but yep, I did have him last year. Um, I went with Alien Lizard. Uh, he's only projected 90.3 this season, which is less than he scored last season, uh, despite missing a few weeks. Um, and yeah, so I think that he's found his kind of groove in that offense. They didn't add too many wide receivers other than Randall Cobb. Um, so he's going to be opposite Devontae, and Rodgers has trust in him. I mean, I agree that him and Rodgers were definitely vibing last year, but clearly, the, so they added Devin Funches, or Devin Funches opted out. He got cut. I know he's not on the team anymore, but so Devin Funches was there. They drafted Amari Rodgers in, what, the third, the fourth? They brought Randall Cobb back. You really think Alan, Alan Lazard is going to be the number two in that offense? I just find it hard to believe. Well, I mean, you've got to think about where they're playing. Alan Lazard isn't going to play slot like Cobb and Amari Rodgers. They're more, I think I read somewhere that Cobb spent more than 70% of snaps in the slot um, when he was in Green Bay. And then um, Amari Rodgers played college. When he was in college, he played in the slot. So Alan Lazard's a bigger body. He'll be outside more. Um, so I think that it'll be Devontae on one side, Cobb Rodgers in the slot, and then Lazard on the outside on their side. Interesting. Well, I mean, I can't, you're you're between the two of us. You are certainly the Packers expert, so I can't sit here and say that you're going to be wrong. But at the same time, I just I don't know. I don't feel it. At the same time, though, that's good for me because if you and me are competing against each other, studs for duds. I'm happy you picked Alan Lazard because I don't think he'll be a stud. But uh, if you believe what Josh has to say, and Josh did definitely better than me in fantasy last year, I'm sure Alan Lazard's on most waiver wires. So if you got a bench spot you're willing to sit on for you know three four weeks, see how Alan Lazard turns out. That might be worth a pickup. It's it's not a question of whether or not he scores 90 points. It's a question of whether or not he does it every week. That's that's true. Uh, <laughs> I hate you so much. All right, my stud receiver to keep us rolling here. I have Joshua Palmer, and this is a guy a lot of people probably haven't even heard of unless you're uh, you know you've been listening to me throughout the off season. But Josh Palmer is a wide receiver for the Chargers, and uh, I don't know if it was official on their unofficial game one depth chart today. But so there's Keenan Allen, there's Mike Williams who always gets hurt, and then there's Josh Palmer already third. He's a rookie wide receiver, and he's already third on their depth chart. They have some other guys that he's competing with like Jalen uh Jalen Guyon or Guyton or however you pronounce that or KJ Hill but um Josh Palmer is going to be the guy he is uh, all the reports out of camp are what a great receiver he is and so if you have any lack of faith in Mike Williams um like a lot of people do this year just because he has not been healthy for a while uh Josh Palmer is definitely a guy worth picking up he might take a couple weeks to get going just like Jefferson did last year but uh if you want to sleep or pick at Joshua Palmer I would pick uh, or at wide receiver I'd pick up Josh Palmer today that's why i took josh palmer in the dynasty league <sighs> yeah i hate that's like the only dynasty league i don't have him in josh so i will trade you my four first round picks next year for him you know i would love to do that but i just i i honestly anticipate playing him in the championship to win <laughs> can you imagine uh, <laughs> all right josh you have one more Moving stud player um i have jawan johnson tight end for the new orleans saints projected 61.3 points he's somebody that lines he was a wide receiver um wide receiver switched to tight end so he's listed as a wide receiver tight end hybrid um 
I, I mean, they don't have Michael Thomas. Their number one right now is somebody named Marquise Calloway or something like that. And so um, I think that with Jameis pucking the ball at with 2020 vision, um, uh, Juwan Johnson should see some of those targets. All right. I mean, that's definitely possible. They got Callaway and they got Tracon Smith and they got uh, Michael Thomas if he ever comes back. But Juwan Johnson could definitely be a dark horse pick. Um, so only time they've had they've had Traquan Smith for a while, and I still haven't seen his name do anything. Sure, uh, Josh, do you still have the sheet from last week open? Because I think this might or from last year. I mean, because I think I might have the same tight end. I don't know if I do or not though. Nope. Actually, okay. You don't have it open, or I don't have the same tight end. You don't have the same tight end. Okay, excellent. Well, this year. Um, for my tight end stud, I am going with a deep sleeper. I don't think he's going to be owned in any redraft league. Uh, that's going to be Mo Alley Cox. The Frank Reich system, partnered with Carson Wentz, has grown two tight ends. That's how we all got to learn the names um, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. These people, when they're rocking offenses together, they make tight ends happen. And so I think Mo Alley Cox might even be more talented than Jack Doyle as is right now. Carl Bear, I know you are the Colts expert. Feel free to let me know. Uh, but I think Mo Alley Cox is going to be a sufficient tight end, even with Jack Doyle being in the offense as well. And he's only projected 60 points over a whole season. I don't even want to know how many points that is a week. I'll go ahead and do the math right now just to find out. 6.3 three nope not even close it's seven divided by 17 so that's he's projected 3.5 points a game i think that's ridiculous sure he'll probably have some games where he's at zero or something but i mean i think that offense can support two tight ends if they get rolling so i'm gonna go ahead and have mo alley cox as my tight end stud for the year and carmel bear is typing i'm curious to see if he's saying something about this but uh i also don't want to sit here and install the show forever Oh, he says deep sleeper for sure. Hits news at least six times a week. <laughs> I hate you, Carl. I definitely chunked that out by Monday. But uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about some duds. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you want to start with this one? I would love to, Josh. Um, and I'll go with, we'll start with quarterbacks again, just because why not? They scored the most points in fantasy by a mile anyways. I, I think I might have had a, the same dud or a similar dud last year. I know I felt this way about him. I don't know if I had to listen as a dud, but I just don't believe in lamar jackson i don't even i couldn't even tell you how he performed last year if he ended up being a top five quarterback or top 10 quarterback i just don't lamar jackson's on none of my fantasy teams that's the way i'll put it i don't have a lot of stocks him i don't have a lot of faith in him he's projected 367.4 points i'm sure that's within top five of the quarterbacks projections because he can rush a lot and stuff i guess and he gets those six points rushing touchdowns i just don't believe in it so lamar jackson i'm done i'm fading i'm uh i'm yeeting you had uh, Carson Wentz last year. All right. That's my dud? Oh, no. Yep. And I have Dak Prescott as my dud. Um, nothing against him, I, if you guys you, remember you last season. Dak. You if you Cowboys. remember last season. I'm sorry, but if you were not such a short-sighted individual, you'd remember me saying that I came back and I, you know, I, I support Dak because of his ability to um, go – and say things about mental health that need to be said. You know, things like Brandon Marshall say, he's a former Bear and I hate the Bears and I like Brandon Marshall because of it. Um, do I think he's the best quarterback in the world? No. Um, do I think that he's decent after how he started last year? Yeah. Do I think he's going to come back to that? Probably not after his ankle was basically Gumby twisted 720 degrees. Um, he's projected 391.9. Um it's it's a question of whether it's not necessarily a question of his ability to score that many points because I think he's done it before. It is more so if he's healthy and if that offensive line is going to protect him. 
Gotcha. And I would just like to go back for one second. Um, so, we t- Josh, you said I had Carson Wentz as my dud quarterback last year. How correct was I for a dud quarterback last year? So let's just say, let's just say I know who's going to be a dud quarterback. That means you should draw. Even if you drafted Lamar Jackson the second or third round, you should drop him right now because I am. I was scary accurate last year, and I think that's what we should all be thinking about right now. Do you think that's true, Josh? Do you think I just have a, a sixth sense for these things? Yeah, definitely. That's why you had Mark Ingram as your stud, who was uh, 111 points under his projected. I am not interested. I'm not interested in your receipts right now, Josh. I was looking. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be holding me up as a fellow podcast host. What are we doing? All right, all right. So you had your uh, your dud of Dak Prescott, my dud running back. I think this is going to go against Jeremy, who's listening live right now. Shout out to Pribs. Um, I don't think I don't I don't know if he has him this year again or not, but I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to be as good as everyone thinks he is this year. Projected 264 points, uh, 265 basically over the whole year. Uh, there's Marlon Mack, there's Naeem Himes, there's is that team going to be any good at all? There's question marks on the offensive line. There's question marks at Carson Wentz. I just see a lot of ways that Jonathan Taylor can fail to meet expectations. So for that reason, I have Jonathan Taylor as my dud running back for the season. I went with Saquon Barkley. Nothing against his talent, uh, more so the talent surrounding him. Um, they could stack the box with 12, and, uh, you know, Daniel Jones isn't going to complete the pass to anybody. So um, I I don't think that Saquon's going to hit his 279.4. Um, it looks like he's going to be playing week one, but I don't anticipate them rushing him back too soon because he is their franchise at this point. So I just I have no faith in that offensive line. No faith. All right. Well, you know, uh, time will tell. I have I have some stocks in Saquon, so I hope he has he does better than uh, he does better than you're projecting. But we will see. Um, Josh, in the studs and duds, you got to take some big swings in order to get some big point differentials here. You and I took uh, three players for studs that were each all projected beneath 100 fantasy points in a 17 game season. And so, if you're going for some big swings, some big uh, maybe controversy filled picks. Uh, you got to do with your duds as well. My dud wide receiver for the year, Devonte Adams. Dude's projected 322 fantasy points over the whole year. Projected to be the wide receiver one. Literally consensus everywhere, except for maybe a few Tyreek Hill truthers. But um, yeah, I don't. This is one's full truthiness. I can't give you any breakdown on why I don't like Devonte this year. But uh, you got to take some big swings sometimes, Josh. And I am fading Devonte Adams. Yeah, no, it's fine. He's projected uh, 30 points less than he scored last year in a 16-game season, so it's no big deal. Um, He also missed three games last season. Um, Moving on to my wide receiver dud, I have Kelvin Ridley, projected 275.4. I love Kelvin Ridley. I do think he's a good player, but they have a brand-new toy in Kyle Armpits, and uh, (laughs) I think that uh, with Julio gone, he's going to be drawing a lot of that cornerback one. Um, He had a few – I mean, obviously, it's Julio, so – hurt he's had a few games as that wide receiver one uh he's performed well in some performed not so well in others so um i just don't see him living up to that uh 275 points oof that's uh that's another controversy uh filled uh filled pick but you know that's what we got to do here big swings josh my final dud for the 2021 season He's getting a lot of hype. Uh, literally, I saw a news article today that said he's building rapport and chemistry with Jared Goff. I just can't believe anyone truly has chemistry with Jared Goff. So I'm fading and dunning tight end T.J. Hawkinson. Projected 200 points over the fantasy season. I'm not buying it. Uh, 
yeah, I just I have no more to say than that. TJ Hawkinson will not be it this year, despite him being easily the best receiver or the best pass catcher on that entire team. So I'm just not buying it. Well, he could switch to wide receiver and be the best too. That, that's true. Um, yeah, no, I agree with nothing about that pick, but uh, sure. I, do I think he'll hit 200? Probably not, but that's just because Jared Goff's throwing the ball. It's not because it's not a knock on him. So, so by all definition, um, he'll be a dud. That's the way she goes, you know? Yeah, I, I put uh, my, my tight end dud is Darren Waller. No particular reason other than I have him. And yeah, that's just how she goes. Um, no, but they also that's... have five brand new offensive linemen on that team, and Derek Carr is still throwing the football. So it, uh, it doesn't look... I don't. I don't think he's going to hit that two forty one. Okay. Well, that, I think of all your picks, I like Darren Waller the least to be a dud this year. But I agree that there's a lot of question marks on that offense. I just think he's such a target whore, like Keenan Allen is, that you have to just assume he's going to be pretty close. And so I'd say, of all the swings you took with your duds, I'd say that was the, the that was more of a bunt. But uh, he still could end up being a dud on a technicality. So we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, personally, I'm hoping he gets you know four hundred points. But all right, well, those are our season-long studs and duds. You got a little free fantasy advice in there. I know most of our uh, most of your drafts have happened, for, but for our stud picks, you'd probably pick them up off the waiver wire right now in your various leagues. Josh, uh, it looks like you haven't done this, but uh, we're doing the podcast play along this year, uh, and uh, we're doing it on Fanduel. Is there any chance you checked out who you could pick in a week one contest that was a player you like? Doesn't matter if they're cheap or not. We're not doing the budget bunch or whatever this year. We're just looking for one guy we like at their value. Did you check that out or no? Yeah, I, I went with T. Higgins, actually. Okay. Um, going up against Minnesota at home. We got a healthy Joe Burrow back. Uh, Minnesota is down to a 39-year-old cornerback in Patrick Peterson. That's just a guess on his age. I, have, I don't have a copy of his official birth certificate. Um, and their corners, I mean, they just released one of their corners that they drafted last year. Um, they don't have Trey Waynes anymore. I don't know if he's been gone for a while, but honestly, I couldn't name another cornerback other than uh, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Peterson's playing from behind, so. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, and it might be Joe Burrow's only healthy game of the year before he inevitably breaks his leg again because he has no offensive line, so. Exactly. Uh, I liked Brandon Cooks this uh, this week in the FanDuel, and for those of you who aren't in it right now in the chat, so it looks like Pribs, you're not in, you don't have to play, but uh, Brian, you're in there. Al's not in the Carmel, you're in. Jesse, you need to still click on that link and get it. No, Jesse's in there. Jesse's paid, so the only one who's really uh, it really applies to would be Pribs. If you want to do the FanDuel, the podcast play along, you're welcome to. But uh, I like Brandon Cooks for 6,300. Um, even if you don't like Terod Taylor, even though we've been trashing the Houston Texans all season long or all off season long so far going into the year and we all agree they will genuinely be trash um someone's got to catch the ball there and Terod taylor's going to throw it to someone so brandon cooks at 6300 i think that's pretty good when you have a sixty thousand dollar uh, budget for the whole week so i think that's a good uh good average receiver to have and i think he's going to outperform whatever he's projected to do so if you're in fan check out brandon cooks Josh, that concludes the fantasy fun time, and uh, we're we've got to have, we're going to doing something we have to do for the first time since we've allowed sponsorships for the show. Is this something you're excited to do? I know this is probably literally the only reason Carl Bear is listening this week, and I'm sure he's excited for this exact thing to happen right now. Um, we're we're going to have to read our first mid roll sponsor ad read josh is provided by caramel bear he pays us 20 bucks to sponsor the whole show so the show is brought to us by caramel bear today yeah, let's say that let's say that with a little bit uh 
little bit, you know. Go ahead. A little bit of a discretion there. I ain't seen a single cent. What do you think? I'm just spending it on Arnold Palmer to keep my stock fridge or my fridge stocked or what? Yeah. Well, you caught me. Uh, but so anyways, we, we were uh, paid $20 for Carmel Bear to sponsor the whole show, and he had to provide the ad read for us, but we have to read it now. And Carmel Bear wrote us both into his ad read, and I'm going to butcher this really bad, really, really bad. Um, but we're about to do it. Josh, are you ready for this ad read? Yeah, I, I'm still deciding what it's an ad for, or if it's a just, <laughs> it might be an ad for his upcoming fan fiction. But uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, without further ado... Thank you, Carmel Bear, for sponsoring the show. <clears throat> Thebes, city of the living, crown jewel of Pharaoh Sete I, home of Imhotep, high priest of Osiris, keeper of the dead, birthplace of Anksunamen, Pharaoh's mistress. No other man was allowed to touch her. Anksunamun embraces Imhotep. They kiss passionately, feverishly. Imhotep's hams roam over her perfect body, smearing the paint. The narrator's... Oh, no, excuse me. He should put that in parentheses or italics or something. But for our love, we're willing to risk life itself. What are you doing here? Who has touched you, Ahab? My priest. Ah! Imhotep raises Pharaoh's sword. The hideous, bald priests slam the doors and bolt them tight. Through the curtains, they see the shadows, the shadows of Amuk, <laughs> Anxunamen, and Imhotep stab away at Pharaoh. Suddenly, the doors are rammed from the other side. Wham! Imhotep and Anxunamen turn and look. Wham! The doors are rammed again. The two lovers share desperate looks. Wham! The bald priests run up and grab Imhotep and try and pull him towards the balcony. To be, to be continued. Yeah, that was definitely more than 30 seconds, but he might be the only person to give us $20 this year for this, so I think he's, he was worth every second. <laughs> Josh, are you happy that Carmel Bear sponsored the show just so we could read his, uh, his smut? Yes. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm needing some time alone. You know, <laughs> Carmel Bear gave us an applauding uh, GIF reaction, so I think we did everything he wanted us to. I think we took it just as serious as he expected. So let's move on, Josh. If you don't have ESPN open on the phone or on uh, on your browser, I'd go ahead and get that open because we're going to be looking at team names in a second. But, Josh, we're moving into the Hidden Oaks highlights. The first one uh, of the year, talking about actual fantasy play and not just the draft. Josh, you, uh, you you put together the side bets for us. You said you just found an old list online, but you put this side, side bets list together nonetheless. What do we got for a side bet for season one? Or for week one, excuse uh, me. Side bet week one, um, humble brag. So I guess for you know for some teams, if you drafted poorly, it may feel like a full season, but uh, humble brag is the week one side bet. Team with the flex that scores the most fantasy points without having a touchdown. Players with a touchdown are not eligible to be counted. Um, and you know how on the we usually on the fly decide tiebreakers on this. Yeah, I think of that uh, tiebreaker for this one, if there is a tie with the decimals, uh, would be you know most yards, because um, since it's a PPR league, you know maybe more receptions. Um, so most total yards. Um, if everybody has a flex player score a touchdown in a fourteen team league, it's unlikely, but possible. 
if that were to happen, I just say we roll it over to week two, have a double whammy for week two. Okay. And so did, uh, so this is not like, if you're not, if you're not a real true fan of the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast, you probably wouldn't know what I'm talking about when I, this next, uh, you know, tangent about to go on. But Josh, did your, did your 13 person meeting, uh, with the rest of the league go well, uh, probably in the last couple of weeks here? Cause I know no one else knows this, but I know it, uh, cause uh, I'm smart and I'm a truther. Uh, these side bets are a scam. I've been in this league since side uh, bets have been uh, incepted and uh, I've never won a $5 side bet. I'm literally the only person to have never won a side bet. People who aren't in the league anymore have won more side bets than me. So did you guys' uh, meeting go well and how you're all going to scam against me and make sure I don't win another uh, side bet for another year? Yeah, the Betsy Rosses are the, uh, you know, the original 13 of the 14 team league. Um, We, uh, we've come up with a strategy to once again, um, keep you from winning any of the side bets. Um, we're going to, ha- we're going to allow you to get close a couple times and maybe get your hopes up before a Monday night game only to have them crushed. Um, so, you know, um, we want you to feel like, Hey, things are a little bit different, but we also want you to realize your place in this league. All right. And just to be perfectly clear, there have been 39 side bets. One, Jeremy has one. Eric has one. Robin has one. Brian has one. Jordan Bates, I believe that has to be, has one, or I don't know who else that Jordan would be. There's been 39 side bets won. I've not won a single one over, what has it got to be, three seasons now? So, yeah, this is a big scam, and I'm not a fan. That's all I have to say. Josh, <laughs> everyone got new players on their team and thus have new team names, hopefully. what are You're, you're the creative guy. You're the one who loves things, even though I think Lambeau Field is not that creative. Looking, looking across these uh, team names, who do you think has got the best one out there? I'm going to have to go ahead and give it to Nikita. Uh, team Mitchell is oh, boo, boo. <clears throat> Sorry, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, um, Jamie, Jamie probably takes my favorite. I think it's because she knows that I am a Star Wars fan, and Obi Wan Mahomi is a uh, pretty, pretty nifty. Um, otherwise, Hot Chub Time Machine—that's not a bad one either. Um, you know, if he had DeAndre Hopkins, he could have had Hop chub time machine but hey no biggie lambeau fields how dare you say it's not uh creative um it's i just don't think it's as good as you think it is you know it's the mecca of all stadiums it's the number one but you know i may have a couple more throughout the season yeah Uh, what do you think I guess I'm just surprised, and since Prib's listening right now, I'll call him out specifically and appreciate him, but I'm surprised that uh, Jeremy updated his team name. I thought since he went with a more neutral team name last year um, with 067 Dump Pass on 2, I thought he might just keep it, but uh, he went with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and though it's I don't think it's the best name in the world, I definitely like that he changed. I like that Jeremy's staying hip and with the kids and keeping things moving and grooving, so appreciate you, Jeremy. And I actually really like Hammers at Catch-22. It seems like a very generic name at first. And then, Josh, you might have mentioned this. I wasn't listening to a word you said, I'll be honest. But um, he has Christian McCaffrey. He took Christian McCaffrey first overall. And you know what number Christian McCaffrey is? 22. So uh, his uh, his team name's a little more in-depth than you think it is. So, uh, yeah, I like Catch-22. What do you feel? Uh, you might I mean, yeah, he may be 22, but uh, Kenny Drake's 23. So I just, I just I don't get it. And then so Derek, he changed his team name. He said he was the Walking Tacos and he won last year. And he's now straight cash, homie. Do we like that as a team name? Do we think Derek's trying a little too hard? Because he was just TBD, TBD, and this is what he finally unveiled. So, 
I'm trying to find out where the cash comes from. Um, but uh, I, I, I want to, without doing any sort of research or statistical analysis on this, I'm willing to bet that the times that Derek has changed his team name from the Walking Tacos to something else, uh, he's finished in last or runner-up to last. Gotcha. And so, Josh, I feel like I didn't hear you mention how great my team name is, and that's the Alan Parsons Project. Is there any reason you didn't appreciate me for everything I'm worth? Um, well, you know, it's, it's a, you know, Alan Parsons. Good for you. It's no. Josh, they have potentially one of the most iconic songs in song history. And just in case you don't know what they have put out there, I'm just going to go ahead and play it now because I want to, because it sounds so, oh no, there's going to be an ad because I'm not on my personal YouTube account. Oh no. This is going swimmingly. Are you using Liberty Mutual's coverage customizer tool? Are you using Liberty Mutual, Josh? Oh boy, here we go. This is it. One of the most iconic songs in song history. just imagine that song playing every time my fantasy team takes the field josh is that not super epic and dope and like super cool beans neato gang i mean yeah the song is cool um and i guess you know the, the only way to look at it is it's only downhill from there so um good luck with your uh own 14 i mean you're the, this is the same guy that listens to he prefers covers of songs versus originals of songs which is just ridiculous and no one's ever heard of those artists so i mean if you're gonna sit on shit on me i'll shit on you pal uh, but yeah, so we got some team name updates. We appreciate everyone keeping their names uh, uh, updated. I'm not going to go over the redraft transactions. I don't care enough, and we gotta. I want to keep this pod under an hour. Josh, looking at these week one matchups, assuming you have them open, who are you playing, and who do you think is going to get creamed the worst week one? I'm playing Brian, and I'm going to get beat the worst. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm playing Henry Gong, give it to you, a.k.a. Garrett, and uh, I'm projected to lose. I don't have a kicker on my team yet. I have to drop a player for a kicker, but even if I add a kicker, I'm projected to lose. But if I had to pick the biggest beat for week one, I mean, it's just based on projections. It looks like it's going to be me or Bradley over Jamie, and I just can't believe that with any ounce of my body. I don't care about it, but... uh, that's what EP, uh, ESPN is saying. So we'll see how everyone does. We're excited for week one, and uh, we appreciate you all for playing in our league of record. Josh, we're almost hecking out of here, man. But um, fan favorite segment, Faye Favre is back next week, and we've got the topic teaser forum. I think this might literally be our most successful segment of all time, and I wouldn't be surprised if someday we're doing a podcast of only Fave Favre things. But um Josh, how do we? I'll let you introduce it. I'll let you talk about how you feel about it first. But are you excited for the Faye Favre to be back, and then specifically our first topic next week? I actually am excited for this. Um, I think that laying down the ground rules, we should have one voicemail per participant. So get your five in quick. It's only um, four. Faye Favre, Josh, please. Okay, that was my next question, actually. <laughs> Um, was whether or not we were going to cut it down to Favre. Well, yeah, I think because um, I think if they can only leave 60-second voicemails, it gives them a better chance to talk about four things in depth, whether they want to you know, do two rapid-fire quick and then talk about two in depth or give each one 15 seconds, I think. Uh, yeah, a no, Favre 20 is seconds better. each. That's not how time works, Josh. Well, you know, and then they could talk to themselves for 20 seconds because I don't care. 
Uh, you you got all A's in all your math classes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, but no. So we are excited for I'm language class. So is A's the one that's kind of like curvy? Kind of looks like the Chicago logo. Correct. <laughs> uh, did you say what the topic was for next week, Josh? Did you tease the folks? Did you get them ready to participate? What's the Fave Farv next week, Josh? This is how you know the Hood Pod season is back. If we're doing Fave Farvs, what are we doing next week? Fave Farv is a bit of nostalgia with your Fave Farv Pokemon. Pokemon, as Brian and my dad would probably pronounce it, your Fave Farv Pokemon next week. I am pumped about it. Jack requested it last year, and I was like, Jack. Because we ended the season last year with like Hidden Oaks memories and went all sentimental with it, we're going to use you to start the season off big, uh, and we're going to do Fave Farve Pokemon next week. So I expect some voicemails. Anchor.fm slash HoodPod is how you're going to get us your voicemails. Don't forget it. I'll put that link in the in the Discord in the Fave Farve channel so you can't forget it. If you have to text them in, you can put them there. If you also want to leave pictures of your Fave Farve Pokemon, go ahead and put them in the Discord channel just so people know. Uh, I know some people like Carmel Bear probably don't want their list to be debuted until the show, so you can save the post until then. But uh, leave us your voicemails and utilize the Discord. I think it'll be a great medium for the Fave Farve this year. Josh, can you already yeah, pick your, your Farve Pokemon for next week? I don't know, but I'm definitely, I'm, I'm likely going to keep it, uh, keep it with the original 151. Oh, I mean, yeah, if anyone strays out of the 151, do we allow their Fave Farve submission? That's the real question, I think. Um, I think we do, just so we can ridicule them. That's uh, easily been some of our best content over the years, is ridiculing others. So I have to agree with everything you're saying right there, right now. So Fave Farve next week, one more time, is Pokemon... And in case you don't know who Brett Favre is some way, somehow, he's the iconic number four from all those seasons playing the football. So leave us four. It's no longer the fave five. It's the fave Favre. So it's only four things. Your top or your, your personal favorite four. And that's going to be Pokemon next week. Josh, we're keeping this under an hour. We're getting out of here. We're moving into the outro. Um, should, do you think that people... Oh, <laughs> Josh just left. All right, Josh. He's just... Uh, He's just going to leave me at the end of the show, so I guess I'll just end the show. I was going <laughs> to... Josh, why'd you do that? Why'd you leave um, me? Uh, you said we're leaving? No, um, I pushed the wrong button. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I was asking you before you so rudely left, do you think people should get into the uh, the pod, the Hood Pod play along? Yeah. No, I think they should. Uh, I know I'm helping Nikita set hers up because um, she was having trouble with the link earlier, so I don't know if you want to repost that, but uh, I'm going to help her with that after this. Um, I do see Jesse Morissette in the audience. Um, Jesse, are you lost? No, Jesse's been here for a while. Jesse's a big fan of the pod. I got him in the Hood Pod Challenge. I'm trying to get Elena into the Hood Pod Challenge. I'm trying to bring more women into fantasy. I asked Nate and Josie. Nate already uh, rejected, though, so Nate's probably not going to get in the Hood Pod play along, but I'm trying to get more women into fantasy. So, um, you know, I may be hitting up your significant others to get in the Hood Pod play along here soon. I don't want to send out more invites than there are spots. There's only 20 spots in the Hood Pod play along, so I got to let people reject me before I can invite more. But uh, let's try and get more women into fantasy, Josh. I think that's the goal it's only 10 bucks and we're doing the the five best scores instead of a season long thing so if you miss literally if you miss 13 wicks you still have a chance to win um but Are you having uh, a stroke <laughs> maybe do you want me to have a stroke instead of week and then when you said uh pod play along you said something like pid pool long 
I've been known to talk too fast and then uh, the same way audio files, when audio is trying to go too fast, it just gets all choppy. That's how my brain works with words sometimes. I'm just thinking too far ahead of what I'm saying and then my brain betrays me. So it's, uh, it's, I, I, I call it verbal dyslexia. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I need some psychologist to break it down for me. Oh, I can't. Okay, Josh, there's one more thing I got to do. I, this, is, uh, this is on me for forgetting it, but we're also going to have a quick hitter segment. We might have two next week, Josh. Um, do you want to talk about what your quick hitter segment might be, or do you want to scrap it last second? Are you, are you going to be ready for it? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Did you leave again? Okay, I feel like Josh is ignoring me, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about the segment. Oh, no, no. I don't know what happened, but uh, I did find out that the logo for Discord's name is Clyde. That <laughs> legitimately the news that I have to return with because it checked for updates and then it told me, did you know our logo's name is Clyde? That's probably, yeah, enough for one segment. Uh, so, well, I'm excited for one of our quick hitter segments that we're just going to do in between on the bigger segments. And this is going to be, you know, I'll, I'll actually let the person introduce it themselves, but, uh, I'm hoping to get one every week. They're a busy person, so I don't know if we'll actually get one every week, but, uh, this is a segment I'm excited just to include in the show because I think it makes us broader, more interesting, more diversified. I'll let them talk about it here. The audio quality hey, is not great. Dr. Jamie Hammer coming oh, and it's really quiet. Time. We're going to try this again, but much louder. Hup. Hey all, this is Dr. Jamie Hammer coming at you from Duluth, Minnesota. Wanted to let you know that Garlic and I have been talking about different medical topics over the last few weeks, specifically updates in COVID, and we've been having such fun partnering together, we've decided to do a weekly segment called the Medical Minute. My goal for this is to teach you all a little bit about sports-related injuries, keep you up to date on what's new in the medical community, and answer any fun questions you might have along the way. Be sure to submit any ideas for topics to Garlic, and we can go from there. Look forward to hitting you with the first Medical Minute next week. So yeah, Jamie Morissette, a.k.a. Dr. Hammer, a literal real-life doctor with a medical degree and everything, is going to be dropping some little, little medical nuggets throughout the year. And I'm very excited for that. Um, some of them will be real quick hits. Some of them will be longer and more in-depth. Um, so she might do a, you know, more instead of a minute, she might do like a five-minute thing on concussions or insert topic here. But... Um, yeah, and to Audio Al's point in the chat, that audio was terrible. She sent it to me today while she was at work, so she was not prepared, but she still got it to me, which I appreciate. Uh, so, Jamie, we'll be looking forward to your next medical minute, uh, your first medical minute next week. Hey, Jamie, do you want to do like a, uh, a segment series on turf toe and how it is the most debilitating injury in all of sports? Yeah, Hammer, Hammer, go ahead and write that down for your lovely wife if she's at home right now or when she gets home. Uh, Josh and I have always joked about... Be a, yeah, that should probably be a five-part, five-minutes-each <laughs> type of talk. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, turf toe. We've uh, me and Josh have talked about is uh, fake and whatnot. But um, yeah, so I how I'm, dare you? I'm Bye, here everybody. to end the show. I gotta get out of here by this time next week. Football is happening. We got football every week until February twentieth. Hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com, anchor.fm slash hoodpod for various voicemails, including the fave Farve. Join our Discord if you're on Spotify, YouTube right now, and you're not in our Discord yet. Get in there. Check out hiddenoaksoverdose.com. And one last time, thank you so much to our show sponsor, Caramel Bear, who's sponsored today's show in brendan fraser's name thank you all for listening and for listening the whole time have a good night good luck
under an hour, baby, and still got 15 seconds to spare. Suck it, nerds!